0: About discipleship at New Horizons and uh, this idea of living freely and lightly with Jesus. And I think if there was ever a time to understand what that means and, and be challenged in living that out, it's a time like now where we're dealing with daily news and changes to our lives because of the coronavirus. That's one of those moments this pressing moment where we discover kind of what's beneath the surface of our lives i have myself i feel like i have some good coping skills some some ways of dealing with life and even you know some bumpy spots even some challenges that i experience in life i feel like i can handle on my own at times but it's when the real difficulties come. it's it's when things like this surface in my life that I find out that those coping mechanisms and the ways of handling life on my own, they just don't work as well as I wish they would. I find out that I'm not as skilled as I sometimes think I am. When we think about the Christian life, it really isn't about who has the better coping skills, or who has the better mechanisms that help us kind of journey through these difficult things. It's really more about who has the life that is rooted deeply in Jesus Christ? Am I a person, are you a person who has such a rich relationship with Jesus that even when these difficult things come to us, that we have something to draw for from more than ourselves, that we have something besides just our own skills, but we actually have a rich life in the Spirit of God in the life in Jesus that carries us through these moments. Well, I want to take a little time uh, to, to talk about this, I, this idea and this, this theme uh, and because this, this idea about discipleship is that we're learning from Jesus, that we're, the way that we address things like hardship, like persecution, uh, the difficulties that come into our life, the way that we address them are from his teachings. They're, they come from his life and they come from scripture. And so I want us to spend some time, uh, this, this uh, brief moment that we have together, looking at Matthew 6 and the words of Jesus in Matthew 6. He's teaching a lesson about where we turn our focus to. How do we deal with uh, life when it gets into uh, the, the difficulties? Are we going to have life that is self-sufficient and self-sustaining, or are we going to live life more with God-sufficiency and God-sustaining principles and practices in our life? If we can surrender all of our circumstances, if we can surrender our life to Jesus and really look to our Heavenly Father, even during, especially during uh, the hard moments, then we'll find that we really are living out this discipleship life. So let me pray for us as we get started. And I believe the Holy Spirit is so faithful to speak to us out of his word this morning. Lord, we thank you that you speak to us and you are faithful to uh, work in us. We want to... First, pray for our world and our nation. We recognize that there are a lot of people who are having to make difficult decisions, not only for themselves or their families, but for entire communities and nations. And so, Lord, we ask your favor upon those who are in leadership and uh, Lord, Lord, those who are uh, really having to make decisions medically and and, uh, in terms of policy for our nation and, and the world and we just ask your grace upon them. Lord, we pray for our community and uh, those who, especially those who serve in essential fields and and medical fields who are working to care for those who are most vulnerable. And we just ask your grace upon them. We ask your protection around them and their families. And Lord, we pray for insight as to best how to care for uh, community members who are at risk. We pray for the resources that are available and and that, God, that word would get out and good communication so that people will know how to uh, experience and find the the help they need. We pray for the church. We pray for the church worldwide. We pray for the church in our community. And we just know that uh, we're gathering with millions upon millions around the world who are lifting up the name of Jesus Christ as the name above every name. So Lord, bless your church and be with your people. Lord, even though we're not gathering face to face, uh, Lord, we are gathering as uh, people who are of one spirit and in one heart, uh, trusting in you. And lastly, Lord, we pray for ourselves. Uh, Holy Spirit, would you speak to us? Would you speak to me as I listen for your voice, as your word comes alive to me? And uh, we pray that you would allow it to change me from the inside out that I might be more transformed and conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. And it's in his name we pray. Amen. Well, let's start with Matthew chapter six, verses 19 to 24. I'll be reading from the New International Version. This is Jesus speaking, and it's known as the Sermon on the Mount. It's part of that. And uh, has much to say to us as we listen in. Jesus says, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where moths and vermin do not destroy and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. (laughs) Now, I think some of you are thinking, I know where he's going with this those two cases of toilet paper that I brought, and he's gonna address me hoarding or, or stocking up on that. But that, this is not a, a TP talk. This is not the direction that I'm going with this. But I do want us to, to look at these verses, 19 through 24, uh, because in this portion, Jesus is addressing the issue of storing up goods, but there's more to it than just a prohibition of being a hoarder. That's not really at the heart of what Jesus is getting at. He makes the case that we shouldn't build up storehouses because whatever we store up, and hear hear this really closely, whatever we store up is very, very temporary. But even more of a concern is that he says that whatever we are storing up, it's tied to our heart. In verse 22, he connects not building storehouses for goods by saying that the eye is the lamp of the body. Now that's an interesting connection that he makes. He talks about the storehouses, but then he says the eye is the lamp of the body. Another way to look at that is the eye is a lens for the whole body. And this idea is being that if you have a bad lens that you're looking through, you're going to see the world, you're going to see life. In fact, you're going to see God in a really weird way, in a, in a really unhealthy way. I best relate this or connect to this because I wear glasses uh, that help me to be able to see distance. And so that's nearsightedness. So I can see things that are close up. And, and that's why oftentimes on Sunday mornings, you'll see me with my glasses on, is that way I can see all of you. But as I'm sitting here now, Uh, I don't need them to read my notes or to be at this close to the the cameras. So I can see distance but, uh, I I can see close up but I can't see distance. So I take my glasses and I put them on and all of a sudden everything that's in a distance becomes in perspective, it becomes more clear to me. And so that's the idea that a lens helps with clarity. Whatever lens we're looking through it shapes the perspective that we see things. There's another way that maybe you're familiar with this if you don't wear glasses or you maybe uh, are, are used to using social media or video filters, photographic filters, is that those have become popular over the years. A Snapchat filter or instant messaging filter. In fact, I have a, a couple uh, that uh, you'll be able to take a look at here. The first one I call this Andy Elvis, it's me with the big hair. This is how I get to see myself with hair, since most of mine has dropped away. Uh, It's my rockabilly impersonator look. And so this is one of those filters, maybe it's a little more flattering. Uh, Sometimes there's filters that aren't as flattering. This is the next one. This is Andy Up, (laughs) if you saw the Disney movie Up, uh, there's the old man Carl. And uh, I I think I kind of look like Carl in uh, in this filter. Uh, My eyeglasses are a little bit bigger and uh, my face just a little more, a little more blocky. I kind of think this is what Jerry has to look forward to in the next couple of years. So this idea of lens or filter, this is what Jesus is communicating when he talks about building up or creating these storehouses of goods. He says the problem with it isn't just that we're hoarding or just that we're putting our security in something. He says we're creating a filter through which we're seeing life and he says that filter isn't good. It's actually a dark filter and that dark filter begins to taint or discolor the world and how we see it. It's not just buying either because it would be too easy just to say yeah all of those people who bought all of that stuff and filled their freezers. And no, again, that's, I want to just emphasize over and again, that's not what I'm getting at. It's, it's even storehouses of self-security. It's storehouses of style of relating that keeps people away from me. It's a storehouse of ways that I fill up my life that make me feel better and deal with life without God. It's my approach to life that allows me to trust in myself and my own coping mechanisms and not have to lean into Jesus. That's the lens. That's the way that Jesus is addressing us in the scripture. He says if the lens is shaded, you're not seeing properly. There will never be enough goods, never enough self-protections to keep you feeling safe. You can't accumulate enough stuff in your life, enough feelings, enough defenses, enough material things that will allow us to feel safe from the things that might harm us in this world. In fact, Jesus makes the point that here's what's gonna happen. All of our storehouses, they're gonna become outdated. There's gonna be cobwebs that are gonna fill them up. Somebody else can come in and steal from them and and take away what we have. So all of our efforts, what it can lead to is actually more anxiety. It can lead to more feelings of anxiousness and fear because there's no way that we can store up enough in our storehouses that are gonna, is gonna make life feel good to us. Not only that, Jesus warns us that something's going to happen if we build up these storehouses, something very, dire in our relationship with god he says you can't love money or the storehouse and god you're going to love one and begin to hate the other now that's really strong (laughs) that's a really strong message that how is it that me putting trust in something that i can control how is that going to cause me to to hate god but let me emphasize again, this isn't just about buying food or packaging materials. This is, this is what Jesus is, is kind of warning us against. He says, be careful. The tipping point between security in things and security in God is difficult to walk. And our heart's devotion will certainly follow it. That's kind of a paraphrase of what God, Jesus is warning us about in our relationship with God. He says there's this fine line, there's this, There's this line that we have to watch out for because we'll be tempted on that fine line to start leaning more and trusting more into the things that we store up more than our trust of God. And we're going to have a problem then. It's going to be more and more difficult to lean into our trust with God. We may have and continue to attempt to find security in in insulating ourselves from the world around us and all kinds of methods we use to do that. But that's the caution because there's the place personally, there's the place relationally, there's a place spiritually that Jesus says that here's where self-sufficiency is going to lead us. Here's where self-sufficiency is going to take us. In self-preservation, the world becomes very dark in our eyes. God becomes smaller. And only what I can do for myself is what matters most to me. Wow, did you hear that? Did you read that statement? In self-preservation, the world becomes very dark through our eyes. God becomes smaller, and only what I can do for myself is what matters most for me. You may be thinking that maybe I'm just blowing this out of proportion, but I, I want to tell you I've experienced this personally. I've walked down this path before, and maybe you've lived it before as well. I remember a time when I took an attitude that if life was going to work, it was going to work because I was gonna make it work. There's a lot of sayings out in the society, if it's meant to be, it's up to me, and all of those types of quick one-liners that encourage us to believe in one another and believe in ourselves, and and there is benefit to that. You're, you shouldn't shame yourself or or think of yourself as incapable in any way. That's not what I'm getting at. What I'm I'm saying is there's this attitude that actually I took and and maybe you've been there as well that you can't trust anyone. You can't trust anything. And it's always up to you that if it's going to happen, it's just going to be because you do it. And I've experienced firsthand that can be a really dark place. It begins to isolate you from other people. It can begin to isolate you, even worse, it can begin to isolate you from God. That all of a sudden you wonder, why am I trusting in God? Why does God even matter if it's up to me? If I'm the only one that's going to make things work out, then life around me, the world around me, begins to get dark. And even my relationship with God begins to suffer. I think that's what Jesus is getting at when he says, when we begin to love our storehouses, when we begin to build up and make life work for us on our terms, that we begin to love one and hate the other. And if it's loving our storehouse and our own provisions, we begin to hate God, meaning he no longer has a place in our life. For me, everything played out just like Jesus was saying in this passage, the world got really ugly, I had less care about others, and I wasn't really sure where to put God in my life. and I. I probably would have ended up in a much worse place in in my life, had it not been except for God's loving grace and mercy. that he began to use other people, bringing them into my life, speaking through songs, speaking through scripture, and opening my eyes up to a place where I was getting isolated, and where I was starting to look at things through that very dark lens. It was by his grace that life began to turn around And I began to see hope again because I was no longer wanting to lean in on my own resources. It only changed for me because God used people to speak into my life and I believe that he can do that for you. If you're in that place where you've been trusting in yourself and becoming isolated and the things around you and the people around you and uh, the world around you is becoming dark, I wanna encourage you that God even through this message today can begin to speak to you that hope can rise up within you. So here's one of the ways it can change for you, I believe. And it lies within the passage that Jesus speaks, the next verses that he speaks after talking about storing up wealth for ourselves, or how if our eye is, our lens and eye is is darkened that our whole world then becomes darkened. It's in Matthew chapter six, verses 25 through 34. It's right on the heels of what I just read previously. It's one of the most beautiful passages that talks about God's heart, God's love for us. Jesus speaking, he says this, therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink or about your body. What you will wear is not life more than food and the body more than clothes. and his righteousness. And all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Can I get an amen? I think all of us could say amen to that one. Tomorrow has enough trouble trouble of its own. We have enough just with today to focus on. There's grace There's provision for today. What a beautiful reminder that when we turn over the cares and concerns of our life, that our heavenly father knows that what we have need of, that he's attentive to us, that he's going to clothe us, that he's going to feed us and take care of us. It's an invitation to live freely and lightly, to not build up a storehouse. There's a point of irony, in fact, what Jesus is talking about, It states in his description about how the Father cares for us. It's subtle, but he drops it in there. And it's this. In our attempts at self-care and self-preservation, we clothe ourselves with treasures, quote-unquote treasures, that are temporary. But God, he even cares for temporary things with unmatched beauty. Ironic, isn't it? We build up storehouses of treasures that soon rust and moth and thieves come in and steal from. But God, even these temporary passing things, he adorns with beauty, he covers with a sense of majesty. And that's temporary. Jesus is pointing to the fact that these things pass away. Overnight, they're here and then they're gone. Then looking at his crowd, so just like I'm looking out at those watching today, he looks at the people and he says, if that's how God addresses temporary things, just think how he will care for you. If your heavenly father clothes things that are temporary with beauty, how much more will he clothe and care for you who are eternal, whose life goes on forever? How much more does he care for you because you will never pass away? How much more does he see you and know you because your life will not fade away, but it will go on forever? We can trust him. We can trust his heart for us. We can trust his care for us because we're not passing, because he knows what we have need of. We can truly lean into him and not trust our storehouses of goods, not trust our storehouses of self protections and self preservations, but we can hold the entirety of our life just loosely out before a Heavenly Father and say, Lord, I know I can trust you because you care about me. You will care for me. Let me encourage you as I close with this idea that this morning and or whatever time you're watching this, you may be experiencing a time like I did where i started feeling like I had to watch out for myself. If it was meant to be, it was up to me. If life was gonna work, I was going to have to take it into my hands, build my storehouses. Even though I knew God, my relationship to God was growing dark. My view of the world was growing dark. And I felt like the only way life was going to work is if I was going to get the things brought into it and the controls to make it work for me and those that mattered most to me. I want to tell you, Jesus can change your vision today just like he did mine. And he continually needs to change on a regular basis that vision that can sometimes get cloudy, that filter, that lens through which life gets skewed, that fine line between living life on my terms or living life surrendered to Jesus. It can get difficult to live that way, especially when we're pressed, when things become challenging for us in the world around us but that's the invitation. That's the invitation I want to make to you this morning. Right now is the time for you to give complete control to Jesus Christ. Complete control to turn over your life to him. Maybe it's the first time, maybe you've never done it before and this is the time you're realizing I re- that you have so little control over life and you're wanting to turn it over to God. Or. Quite possibly, you already have turned over your life to Jesus. And you're just reminded this as you're watching that you're needing to make that decision to really give him control. Well, I want to tell you that your storehouses aren't going to keep you safe, but God can. Any insecurities that you've been feeling, if you turn your life over to Christ, it's a daily discipleship process but your trust in him is not short-lived. He is faithful and he will watch over you. That storehouse of anger that you use to push people away and control your life, today's a day just to surrender that over to Jesus and allow him to bring comfort and his peace into your life. That doomsday prepper style of living that you felt like was gonna give you peace and you're still feeling anxious and concerned, You can turn all of that over to Jesus today, and you can find hope and comfort in him. I wanna invite you to do that. And as you do, he will give you a clear lens, a clear view of the world, through which you can be able to live freely and lightly again. You can begin to experience the joy that God has for you. God will become bigger and your hope more clear about what life looks like. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you that our lens has changed as we see things in perspective, but we can't do that on our own and we certainly don't do that by gathering more goods or building up storehouses of self-protection from other people. Whether we like it or not, and most of the time we don't like it, life is really unpredictable to us. We think we have it nailed down and then a turn or twist comes that we weren't anticipating and it reminds us that all of the storehouses in the world aren't enough to make life feel safe and good to us. So Lord, the response right now, my response is to give you my storehouses and to lean in to you, Jesus, and to trust you with my life, to allow you to fill me with a peace that passes my own understanding, my own planning, my own preparation, to lean in and to trust you, knowing that you care for me more than anybody else, more than I can even care for myself. Lord, I thank you for your love. I thank you that you want to clothe me That you want to provide food, that you want to provide my care, that you want to make life safe for me, not because it's safe all around me, but because it's safe inside of me where you live. I thank you, Jesus. Thank you for accepting my life in exchange for yours, for bringing forgiveness and wholeness that I could never achieve on my own. I give thanks to you in Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer and have committed your life to to Jesus Christ, we have a resource at New Horizons that I would love to pass along to you. It's a little devotional book. It's called Following Jesus. And we'll pass that along to you at no cost. You can put it in the comments or you can connect with us on our website, nhgj.org. Uh, different ways that you can reach out to us there, our email, uh, you can connect with us on our Facebook page as well. And uh, we'd love to pass along this uh, little resource. It's a it's a way for you to start in your discipleship and your walk with Jesus Christ. If you already know Christ and you're walking with him, let me just encourage you, um, go out this week and, and living your life. Well I say go out loosely, I know many of us are confined to housing situations or home uh, areas, but go out in prayer, go out in phones, uh, reach out to those who might be closed in, and just give a word of encouragement. Uh, Pray for others, and just know that you have a message of hope that uh, God's love and care for this world. Be blessed in Jesus' name.